0: Come on, give him one more hand clap. He's worthy. Amen. We're excited that you are here with us today. Last night, man, there was a big crowd, and people were out to see the camel and uh, you know and eat the hot dogs and get their face painted, and they're coming back at noon. We're going to do the same thing. I think this might be the first time. It will not be the last, I promise, but I think this might be the first time that the noon service outnumbers the 10 a.m. service. This is going to be awesome today, okay? And uh, we're believing God for great things, but that's not the only thing that's going on. Uh, you, you know what, we're, we're uh, taking applications for the intern program, and if, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been praying, what's the next step of my life, where, you know, in, in this spiritual journey, or maybe you know somebody, that it would just behoove them, be really good, that's what that means, it, it would behoove them to, to uh, press deeper into the things of God, and, and uh, you know, man, I'm telling you, the, the, the program is life-changing, the people that have been through it here are are strong and healthy and doing great and and uh, i just want to open that up to you and let you know that that's taking place and also next sunday at the noon service we're doing bless the bikes and so if you ride or you know somebody that does pick up a you know invite out of the info center and we're going to show up and we're going to pray over the bikers and and their equipment, and, and uh, just, uh, you know, don't be embarrassed. If you have a Honda, just bring it anyways. And, and uh, you know, we're going to pray and bless each other, and, and uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Amen? I even think there's a ride on Saturday. Check it out. And, uh, but let's just be believing God for great things. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, you know what? You're this, you're this first service Sunday morning, and, and, uh, and i got to tell you something, guys. I'm relying on you today. I'm relying on you to, like, have some life and have, you know and help me preach today because this is, this is just, I, I, you know, sometimes it's almost too much. I'm telling you, God's up to something awesome in your future. I said God's got something awesome for your future. Come on, somebody. I said God's got something awesome for your future. He ain't just messing around. I said he ain't just messing around. You know, but a lot, a lot of times, you know, we we, in a, we you know, it's kind of like we go through life. Is it, it, I don't know about you, but uh, man, it's, it's kind of easy to get overwhelmed, almost exhausted with just stuff. And, and you find out that uh, wow, you know, it just seems like we're not firing all the cylinders. And what, what can we do about that? And, and uh, how how do I how do I uh, how, how do I get back on track? And I I say we just jump right in the Word and, and see what it says. So that we, you know, let's, let's energize ourselves a little bit today. And just, you know, in Romans 13, I want to start at verse 10. And it says, you can't go wrong. You see, they start at verse 8. I'll go to verse 8. Don't run up your debt. See, don't you wish I jumped right to 10? Don't run up your debt. You know, he's, give, he's giving you insight for your future. Uh, except for the huge debt of love, you owe each other. Look at look, the guy on your left and say, you owe me. <laughs> okay. When you love others, you, you complete what the law has been after all along. The law code, don't sleep with uh, another person's spouse. See, healthful, that's why I don't go to church. <laughs> I'm not going to say what shot through my mind right there. <laughs> uh, but hey, Talk about the law code. Don't, don't take someone's life. Don't take what isn't yours. Don't always be wanting what you don't have. Good Lord, this will preach. I hope I don't waste all my time here and not get my message. And, and any other don't you can think of finally adds up to this. Love other people as well as you do yourself. Here, here's the one I want. You can't go wrong when you love others. You can't go wrong when you love others. You, you know, you reach a spot. I don't know what you do. Have you ever been there? You know, most of us have hit that, you know, that fork in the road. Well, here's what you, well, you, you can't go wrong if you just love others. If you could just take yourself and, and and kind of put yourself on the back burner a little bit, I know that's really odd for us in our culture and our society. Because really everything's about us. We, you know, that's why, you know, even today when we're starting off, I'm just feeling, you know, led to make sure that everybody knows, man, you know, hey, I enjoy the worship, but you got to understand something. It ain't about you or me. Right? You know, and we, we try to make everything about us, but he said, Here, here's, here's the deal you, you can't go wrong when you love others. When you add up everything in the law code, the sum total is love. The sum total is love. Go ahead and go to the next one. Uh, make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day by day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. See, it's like I was saying earlier that, you know, if you're not excited about what God's doing, you've probably, you're just distracted and, and and here we got the God of the universe operating in our life and, but we don't see that because we're, we're up to something different. And he said, you know, the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work. He began, you know, he started something in you when you got born again. The Bible says that we can be confident in this, that he has begun a good thing. We'll continue to perform it right up to the day of Jesus. Come on now, get excited because God ain't given up. He ain't backed off. He hasn't caved in. He hasn't quit the job. He hasn't let you go. He hasn't forgotten your address. He, he's not trying to block your name out of his mind. He's not embarrassed when he sees you. You know, I know how you are when you're down at the mall and you see somebody coming the other way and you just stop and kind of go into a store that you ain't never been into before. Why? Because you just don't want to see them right now. God has never done you like that. And, uh, but you know, we got to be up and awake, be up and be up and awake to what God's doing. And he's putting the final touches. Uh, See, in other words, see that salvation thing that getting born again at writing the name down, uh, even even the buying a t-shirt and getting a bumper sticker. That was not the end result of what God has in store for you. I'm telling you that, that, that the God life, more life than death, more hope than sorrow. Huh? More peace than chaos, more, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. That, 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 he, that's in store for uh, There's There's so much more that God has in store. And, and he, He's trying to get those finishing touches on it. Look at verse 15. We can't afford to waste a minute. Todd and I were talking this morning because uh, last week, you know, the Fight Club guys uh, turned off the social media. I know some of you think that you offended them because you haven't heard from them all week. But, uh, you know, it was like one of the assignments. And it's amazing how much time different guys have have realized that they've spent. Uh, You know, uh, by the way, if if you text me, I've had the same cell phone number since uh, 1995, I think. (laughs) Not the same cell phone, just the same number, bro. Okay. (coughs) Okay. When we first moved up here, though, I, I wish I would have kept that phone. I love that phone because it was like it was like it's like you know something that you'd see in the movies with the army guys. That remember the brick? God, that thing was awesome. And uh, uh, but you know, there's just a few people who have my number, and uh, and and you know, people will will text. You know, but, well, I had to go in and turn off notifications. Completely turn off notifications on my phone, and then then you can select. I didn't know you could do this. You know, some of the guys that are smarter than I uh, on the technology stuff. They showed me that I could select different people. So you know, Shelby and the boys in the office, and you know, and if they need me, they say, and it goes ding, and that's and I open up and I, and I read you know, what they're trying to, to say, and then I, you know, I close theirs off, and, and sometimes I'll go, and it'll just, you know, it'll it'll run down quite a ways of all the different people that have talked to me that I have not responded to. And and if I sit down at one chunk and take those and answer, then then I realize how much time this takes. Which it would it doesn't take longer to do it this way. It's just, see, you're being ripped off of your time little bite by little bite, and you don't know it. I watch you in the in the foyer as you, as you're walking through the foyer. Somebody's going to get hurt. You know, yeah, okay, uh, that's a different message. Okay, we can't afford to waste a minute. Don't squander and some 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 jack wagon will go out and say pastors preaching against technology. No, I'm not. I'm just saying watch your time. Uh, we we must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence in sleeping around. Well, you know, in this new dispensation of grace, isn't it weird that people want to use their relationship with God as permission to do nothing instead of empowerment to do all things? You you know, they they don't want to give anything up, but uh, but what they realize is what what, what that mindset does is keeps them from receiving all that God has. Man, Man, get control. The Bible says be very careful how you live. You're going to be a born again believer. You don't get to just live any way you want to. You know, you don't. You know, you don't even get to think what. Well, what I think. You don't get to think whatever you want. The Bible teaches us. Hey, those thoughts put them in prison. These thoughts, think on these things. Anything, you know, anything of a good report, anything praise or anything just pure or love. The Bible tells you how to think. You don't get to think whatever you want. Get control here. And, well, You know, quit, quit bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Put yourself on the back burner a minute. Remember, you can't go wrong if you just step into love. And, and don't loiter and linger waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourself in Christ. Dress yourself in Christ. See, we're, we're talking about dressed up. And, 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 and today, you, you know, it's time to just wake up and get out of bed. You, you know, there, there's, there's this thing, there's this lack of urgency that, that we have adapted our life to and, and it's just a life that, 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 you know, there's no passion for the things we've got, what God is up to. Listen to me. We gotta, we gotta wake ourselves up and we gotta get out of bed and we gotta be up and about what God's doing because I'm telling you something, that God's doing something that's really important. Okay, what we're doing here today, you know, at church is actually way more important than we realize. You know, because, you, you know, and, 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 and can, can I just be real this morning for a couple minutes? I don't really like the word church. I grew up in church. How many of you can remember the first day you went to church? The very first day you went to church. Can you remember the date? It was August 6, 1962. I went to church, and I ain't never stopped. Even when I wasn't living for God, and that'll be shocking to you, but there, there was seasons when I did not live for God. And, and uh, uh, but even when I wasn't living for God, I, I was part of a local church. We, we were, I was involved in church. You know, and church, you, you know, no matter who you say it to, there's a picture that pops up in their head what they think you're talking about when you say the word Church. And, and and you know, church represents to some people, you know, it, it represents a place of hope and compassion. But to a lot of people, it represents a place of hurt and disappointment, control and and, and a fear. You, you know, uh, church. We, I don't even you know when when people are to me about where we are and who we are. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's the garden it's the garden. Well, it's the garden. Even when I'll go speak someplace, they'll just automatically throw it in. They'll say, okay, how do you know, they're going to have me introduced and I'm Pastor Tom Fields, the founding pastor of the garden. And then they'll get up and they'll say, yeah, hey, our great friend, Pastor Tom is with us today. Pastor Tom Fields, he, he pastors, he's the founding pastor of the garden church. And they put it in there like we didn't have enough room on our letterhead. So they just help us out and, and add it. I don't like the word church. And, and uh, Y'all looking at me like like I shouldn't be honest. Maybe I should just read my notes or something. Um, Here's the deal. Uh, When I introduce myself, I don't say hello. I'm Tom, the human. (laughs) I'm assuming that the organism that is here will kind of be self-explanatory that it'll like you be able to look at me and tell oh he's a human see I think you ought to be able to look at the church and know ah oh, they're the church I think the reason we had to put the word church in there is because the church doesn't actually look like the church anymore and so we put the word church in so the people that come to church will know that that's not what we're trying to be but we just need to be the church come on. I said, we need to be the church. See, a lot of times we come and we attend church. No, you can't just, you can't just attend church. You got to be the church. And to be the church, you got you to gotta get up and get about it. And you got to dress yourself in Christ. Christ, by the way, is not Jesus's last name. It's the word for the anointing. Get the anointing on, get anointed, get empowered, get infused. You have some vision, develop some passion and be about God's kingdom business. Because there's people around us every single day that are in desperate need of the church. The hope of the world today, I don't know if you've watched the news or anything, but the hope of the world today is not attending church, but it is some people who will actually be the church. See, originally, you know, when when people hear the word church, it brought hope and it brought value and it brought meaning, but we've sort of lost that. You know, when Jesus was talking about the church, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build my church and, and, and the gates of hell won't be able to stop it. it, it you know, it, I, you know I, there are moments that I've kind of wished he would just have used a different word, but I know now that no matter what word he would have used, we would have ruined that one too. What he's telling us is that for all of human history, what, what God desires to do in us cannot happen through us as an individual it can only happen in the most profound and powerful way when we move through life together see where are you going to learn how how to love let me tell you what one of one of the places you're going to learn how to love at church because God's going to put you with people, <laughs> bless their heart, and, and there they are, and they ain't all like you, and they don't think like you, and they don't act like you, and, and they, they make you uncomfortable, And and, and but what's going to happen is you, you're going to learn the, how to love. And that love is actually going to make sense to people who are living a life void of it. And, and we, we've got to be, well, here, let's just move. Ephesians chapter three, read verse six with me. And it says, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promises in Christ. This, this is just a brilliant metaphor. I hope you're picking up on the theme in this verse. And I want to read it again. And every time you, we get to the word together, I want you to just shout it out with me, okay? The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs With Israel, members of one body and sharers. There's something about this church that, that God's doing that requires us to be together. Okay? It's not just you know killing some time on, on a weekend, but no, it's us coming together, and, and, and God has an intended purpose for bringing us together. And, and just like if we asked you to paint the picture that you see when you hear the word church, I promise you that your picture, it is not going to be the same one that God has when he says Church. See, see, here's the deal. I, I, I feel like God's asked me to try to learn to love the word church because, but, but, but interpretation matters and, and he's, and he's wanting me to, to align my mind renew it and, 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 see what he's up to so that I will embrace that and not be just so, you know, separated from it. And, and here's the deal in, 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 in the universe. Think about this for just a minute. Did you know that there's, there's a hundred, dude, this is a big number there's a hundred billion galaxies that are known in the universe that's a lot that's a lot they, they say that re- in reality there could there's there's a there's a probability that there's as many as 200 billion galaxies in the universe wow and they're not fighting with each other uh it's a big number but even more provoking than that is that there's over 70 trillion cells in your body. Your body has 70 trillion cells. So there's actually, in you, there's more going on than there is in the universe. God put more, invested more into you than he did in the universe. Okay, Now, now think, for just a minute each of those 70 trillion cells have the potential the the, cap- the capability of creating the same thing that the other cells can create so they have they, so they have I, I'm, hap- I'm happy i'm happy today to announce that most of my cells are working in cooperation today to represent me and and and, and not 35 trillion trying to find uh, an avenue for self-expression. And, and, uh, you you know, what happens is, is that God's looking at us as, well, he calls us, he refers to us as the body of Christ. And he needs us to bring our 70 trillion cells and connect Together with your seventy trillion sales, and 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 not seek opportunity for self-expression, but to find the 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 insight, the revelation, the manifold wisdom of God, if you will, so that we can express His vision to this community and to the world. And He needs us to be together, work together, love together, pray together, imagine together, achieve together, strive together, work together he needs us together somebody say amen Amen. see as the body of Christ (laughs) uh, as the body of Christ we we are amazing as individual little Christians we are frustrating okay We, we can actually we can actually be kind of messed up I don't know if you've noticed and, and, and again, if you, if, if, if you fall asleep, if you get really busy with something else and, and, and engaged in something else, you can be, you can kind of, you can kind of forget to recognize, oh, wait a minute, God's up to something. This church thing, we didn't come up with this. God has a plan God has a purpose and, and see, and, and we actually, we actually need each other. I, I don't want to need you, but I need you. Right? Come on, you, you don't look at me like that. You, you're the same way as I am. You know, it, and it's not that we don't like you or something. But here's the deal: is that, well, well to be honest, can we be honest? It, it, when it comes to needing each other, it's not that we don't. It's not that you know. Well, you're too slow. You know, you you you're slowing me down. You know, i i i have I have a vision, and I have a purpose, and I have a plan, and I want to go achieve that. But if, if I find out that I need you, good lord, now now I got to wait for you. It's like taking a family vacation, you know, after the kids are married and moved out, you, you know, and you go on a family vacation, just even with just a, even with just another family. I, I remember Shelby and I used to uh, vac- do vacations with a the family, then they had kids the same age as ours, only they had girls, we had boys. And, and we went to Disney World a couple of times together, and I remember that we would get half a day in before the girls got out of bed. You know, we, we got all kinds, of, and see, there's this thing that, that well, if we're really going to be connected but have you, have you ever thought about your gifts and your talents and your abilities and all of those things? And, and the fact that the value of those that you have, and, and there is value to your gifting and value to your ability and value to your talent. But each of them require, really, to, to tap into the full potential of their value, they require others. See, uh, you, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, my gifting, my talents, my callings, you know, all that stuff. And, and you know, and I, I don't think I'm the best in the world by anywhere near that. But, but, I, but I think I'm getting better and I'm doing good but, uh, as a communicator. But, see, you have the skill and the, the talent of a, of a communicator. Let me tell you the sucky part of that is that it absolutely 100% requires others. Because, you know, I've seen them guys walking down the street talking to themselves, Okay. You, you know, have you know, have you noticed those guys and and you know and and, uh, and please relax. I'm I'm not mocking them but it's just I think it's interesting because really in a way they they, they look they sound like preachers. Shirley. Shirley goodness. Shirley goodness and mercy. Got to follow me. Follow me. A little bit out there the guys a little bit out there and you and and, and and our heart goes out to him because man that life could make a difference that life could make a difference man that life could be impactful i have a friend that lived on the river dan dan's life could have made a difference i'd sit and talk to him and you know take him coffee and blankets or whatever dan we, we can get you housing nope don't want to go there why why dan they don't let me do what I want to do. Dan, come on. He's snowing. Nope. And you're thinking, something's off. Something's off. I mean, it just don't seem right. However, if your strength is only for you, you're no different than the guy walking down the street talking to himself. See, if your wisdom Is only for your personal advancement, then you're. There's no lesser degree, you know. If your wealth is only about you, you're no different than the guy walking down the street talking to himself. You're missing God's purpose. Well, I don't like church. No, what you don't like people, because and and here's the deal: because by yourself, you're awesome. But you get around others and the weaknesses come to the surface. Hello? The fears come to the surface. And instead of breaking through and being made whole, you'd rather, well, I'm a spiritual guy, but I I don't do church. It's really weird because Jesus died for the church. Why? Because the mission that God has assigned us to can only be accomplished by the church. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Uh, Let's drop down to verse 10. Verse 10 in Ephesians 3 says that his intent was that now... Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Hey, by the way, there's several phrases in the Bible that are awesome. Just the phrases alone. I mean, one of my favorites is the superfluity of naughtiness. Does that not just sound cool when you say it? Put off the superfluity of naughtiness. Say that, the superfluity of naughtiness. Let's say it together. The superfluity of naughtiness. Say it again louder. The superfluity of naughtiness. Come on. Say it. The superfluity of naughtiness. You, you want to learn these phrases. That one and, and the manifold wisdom of God, even if you don't know what it means. Because, you know, you can, you can really throw curveballs to people that, that, that are wanting to talk about something you don't want to talk about, and you can just stop and say, well, you know, the, I, I don't really want to go right there because I'm, I'm putting off the superfluity of naughtiness. And they're just like, what? And you, you're, just, you're in the next state before they even realize what happened. You, you know, well, well why, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Why did you act that way? Well, I believe that because of the manifold wisdom of God. That there's, and you just throw in those phrases. They are powerful phrases. He had an intended purpose that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities. He's talking about there are celestial beings that are looking at the world and and they don't get it. can, can 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 I get you to admit that sometimes the world life itself doesn't make sense? It don't make sense. I've had people tell me that they can't serve God because of all the chaos and violence in the world. If there was really was a God, how could there be so much violence in the world? And the truth of the matter is, is there is so much violence in the world. And the reality is, it doesn't make sense. But even if you remove God from the situation, there's still so much violence in the world. Well, how are we going to deal with this? Well, we can't just like pretend like it makes sense when it don't make sense. We have things in our life it didn't make any sense. But then we go to church and church will try to get us to believe that it somehow doesn't matter. And we'll just pretend like it does make sense. And, and we'll become so fatalistic that we'll say stuff like, well, you know, bless God, if it's meant to be, it will be. Well that just removes you from any responsibility, doesn't it? Well let's just let's just believe God. What you should the interpretation of that's like a word of prophecy. Let's just be lazy. Let's live stupid. See, the manifold wisdom of God is gonna be made known even to the celestial beings by a body that comes. Together, in the middle of all this chaos, and begins to make sense of it together. See, separated and isolated, it don't make sense. See, there is too much violence, too much poverty, too much much wreckage, too much hatred, too much, hello somebody, don't ever act like that makes sense. Because it doesn't make sense. What we have to do is realize that, you know what? God intends to make something beautiful out of that mess through his body. He allowed Jesus to come to earth and have, he he allowed him to be torn apart so you and I could come together. My God. Look look at verse 11. He he said, uh, according to his eternal purpose, this purpose, it ain't stopping because you don't like it. And this is what he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Verse 12, it says, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. It's amazing how many people don't realize that they can come to God with freedom and confidence. And Why don't they understand that? Well, because they went to church. And we've taken the freedom and the confidence out of it. And we've made it hard and we've made it difficult. And, and, and let me tell you something I think that you and I ought to strive together to accomplish is that we would just declare to the world, you can come to God with freedom and with confidence, and that He will he, he will turn to you, and He will help you, and He will deliver you, and He will give you hope. Hello, somebody. And, and, and you know, he, He's bringing us together to do something beautiful, why don't we let him do it? I mean, why why don't we why, why don't we just let him do it? Look, look, look at look at this. Let's just keep going real quick. Verse thirteen, and, and I ask you, therefore, not don't be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory, and verse fourteen, uh, for the this reason I kneel before the Father. From every, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. Verse sixteen says, "I pray that out of His glorious riches He may have strengthened you, and He with power through His Spirit." Man, oh, oh, baby, oh, baby, this is the stuff we like. Yeah, this is the stuff we like because you know what? He, he, he if you know, if you really study it and really break it down, He's talking about making us rich. He's talking about giving us strength. He's talking about infusing us with power. He's talking about our inner being, and and this is the stuff that we dig, man. We, 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 this is where you know we can drive in the stake. This is where we're going to erect the flag because we, we're, we're going to be given riches and we're going to be given strength and we're going to be given power and our inner being's going to be stronger. Drop, drop down just real quick because of time. Drop down to verse twenty. This is the big one. And out of him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we could ask or imagine, according to his power, that's it. Work, work with it. And, and, and we got this one on the fridge, man. We carry this one in our wallet, and we're looking for for the production, the full production, the full production of this. Product. Promise. But a lot of, well, to be honest with you, most people that I know, they've never really seen it. Why is that? Well, because there's a bunch of promises in the Bible that were not made to a person, they were made to a people. And his riches, he's not going to pour into you, he's going to pour into us. And his strength, he isn't given to me, he's going to give us, right? And, and, see, because it's not about a person, it's about a people. I mean, look, to him who is able to do, you know, most of us can, can quote this, can't we? We know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. Bless God. And then, But the, the, the people who are chanting that are alone. And it says right there that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask He can do more than we imagine. According to his power that's at work in us. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're learning something. Um, You know, he he said, I I want you to know the full measure. I I want you to know the full measure. It's it's right here. You doing okay? I'm almost done, but I I want you to see this because I... Um, sorry, we got some text I have to answer <laughs> uh, uh, look, look at verse 19 I, I know I, I've had you jump but he said, I, I even want you to know this love that surpasses knowledge Isn't, wouldn't that be awesome to, to know, and that, that word is to be so intimate with the love of God there's no way to communicate and define it that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. See, this is how Jesus operated on the earth. He operated on the earth. He was filled to the measure of all the fullness. See the full measure to to, to walk in the full measure of His riches, of His power, of His Spirit. I believe that that's what God's calling the church to—to to a place where we can experience the full measure of His riches, of His strength of his power, of his spirit. But see, here's the problem is that we've gotten way too comfortable running on empty. See, because when you're laying in the bed and you haven't even got up, you you ain't even worried about getting dressed yet. See, uh, we're, we're wasting time because we shouldn't need to get dressed. We should be dressed. We should have Christ on us but, but, but we haven't taken Christ See, see, here's the deal. Is that like, like with a baby, you know, uh, when when, when a baby, you know, what do they do? What do they do? They eat and they, you said it, I didn't. And, and, and so, you know, so babies have this thing going on, man, and they can't deal with it. So they need somebody to come in and you take the baby in and he's got the heavy diaper and you lay him on the changing table and you, and, and and you grab the powder and you get a clean diaper and you sprinkle the powder on and you put on the, the diaper and you take him out and, he's all fresh. Yeah. For about seven minutes. Cause you didn't take the old one off and it ain't long till the old begins to penetrate the new, right? So the stench of the old begins to penetrate the freshness of the new. And that's what you and I've got to recognize is that that old life's got to come off so that we can put on Christ. Cause without putting him on, man, we just going through life and it's stinking. Well, where's the full measure? Dude, he ain't getting in that with you. I mean, you just got, you take Jesus like a side dish. You got just enough Jesus to prove you ain't Buddhist. (laughs) Just enough Jesus to make sure you're not agnostic. we're missing out on the full measure. See, and as an individual, see, and I just want to say this to you because I know it might be several weeks before I see you again. And so I want to say this to you today while while you're here, I understand, I get the the difficulty in really connecting in and driving in the stakes and and being part of the body, the church, uh, uh, functioning in a church. I get it. Because it's, it's not that I, I love people; I just don't like needing people. Here, here's here's my gig, and I hope you don't take that wrong. But it's just it's I have to. I struggle with this. I was, had a meeting with a bunch of friends last week and we get together once a month and, and we talk and we share about stuff and we pray praying for each other. And, and, uh, and I told them last week, I said, you know, every time I leave these meetings, I, I, I'm so grateful I came, but every time it's the morning before the meeting, all I can think of is ways to get out of it just trying to figure it out because, well, they, they have them on Thursdays and I take Fridays off. And so Thursdays to have to come in at, at 1030, you know, that I'm going to be tied up to about 130 or two and, oh, geez. And, you know, try to get out it's just in my mind. But, you know, luckily I usually press through and make it. But, but, but you know, and, and I told them, I said, you know, but here's the deal. See, I have had some amazing conversations. I'm talking about amazing, amazing conversations with myself. You probably would never admit this, but I have a lot of friends who are imaginary. <laughs> okay, you, you might not believe in developing friendships with people you can't see, but that's probably why you struggle with God. But um, I, I, have these, I have these amazing relationships and and, and, I, and I, I can have conversations. I've actually had conversations with you. Without you being there to get in the way, right? You you've had them too. You've had them with like the guy driving in the car next to you. <laughs> you just didn't invite him in. You just had it by yourself. And 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 see. By the way, my mind is a dangerous place. It's like a bad, bad, bad neighborhood. You should not go in there alone. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes I get deep in there. Sometimes sometimes I get deep in there, and and, and I'm thinking to myself. See, here's the deal: is I I can do church myself i i can play the instrument and lead the worship i can receive the offering i can make the announcements i'm good at that i i can preach the message i can pray for the sick i can uh, i can prophesy i don't need i don't you know man it's hard to learn to recognize your need for others it's hard because well, here's here's the deal, is that what the enemy doesn't want you to know is that if you can if you can convince yourself that you don't need everybody, then what you're saying is, you're not relevant. What a great strategy for a lion devil to to pull the power out of a church by. Con- convincing the church they don't need the church well I'm believing in God that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that I can ask or think and God you threw down the gauntlet because I've got a big imagination you might be the smartest guy in this room but you're not smarter than all of us together you might be the strongest dude in the house but you're not stronger than all of us together. You might be the richest cat in town, but you're not more wealthy than all of us together. See, and together is how we're going to accomplish the mission that God has called us and created us for. What, what God had in mind, His intended purpose for you when He created you is bigger than anything you could do alone. And I'm here today to tell you that in order to get out of bed and get about his business, to put on Christ, you can't do it alone. See, I need to learn how deep my need is. We even sing songs. You know, you're all I need. All I need is you, Lord. And it's pretty, it's just not accurate. Because God created you with an incredible need for God, but he also created you with an incredible need for others. And what we have to do is we have to open up and say, okay, that's, that's like the dirty diaper that needs to come off so that the freshness of the new is not penetrated by the stench of the old so that when the world comes and they find people, it just makes sense because we find people who are more committed to peace than they are to chaos. We find a people who are more committed to each other than they are committed to themselves. We find a people who who are learning to walk in insane forgiveness and, and turning our back on insane bitterness. We we find a people that are are willing to to embrace the messes of life and and carry them together to the feet of Jesus to find a solution. And and we begin to pray together and believe together and imagine together and and, and to combine together and come to God knowing that all things are possible, but it's going to take together. Can't live yourself isolated and alone and accomplish what God is called and created you for. You'll never know the full measure. You'll never know the full measure. I want you to close your book and bow your head, and we're going to pray a prayer. Some of you guys, the very first step is to recognize your, your, your great need for God. You, you've, even, you've even just allowed God to be, you know, like, like an appetizer in your life. But what it's time to do is say, okay, God, I surrender. I want your will. I want your purpose. I want your plan. So today I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm going to surrender myself to you. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to wake up. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to wake up, Lord. I'm ready to get up out of bed. I'm ready to put on Christ. So this is going to be my prayer. While, while no one's looking around, we're all going to pray the prayer together. But while no one's looking around, if, if you say, Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer today, I just want you to hold your hand up really high just so I can agree with you in prayer. Just lift it up real high right now. And just say, today I'm making this prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else, just lift it up and say, yep, this is me, man. This is me. This is going to be my prayer. I'm letting God change me. Thank you. I want everybody in this place just pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, let's give God a big praise. He's worthy. Hey, come on, give him a praise. Come on, get loud. Hey, say this with me. Say, together.